0: Up to the 1500 so all right, all right so now we get to move to our next guest and uh, wow, what did I do? Oh, I gave you my sheet. I need my sheet back. I need my cheat sheet about back. That. Sorry. Okay. I kind of
1: like this cowbell.
0: <laughs> you get to ring it. You okay. do whenever okay. whenever we meet our goals. So yeah, so it's a cowbell, but it, it's still awesome, and we get to celebrate. And so we are in uh, our second day of our pledge drive, and we are in the last couple of hours of that second day of our pledge drive. And so we need for everyone to to give us a call at six seven eight. 688 4549. Our next guest, when we do these local pledge drives, we get to invite in local guests. And our next guest is Father Martin Connor. He is the local director of Regnum Christi, and we are grateful for you to be here with us today. Good to
1: be here here at Quest. Very excited for all you guys and your team here that you're building. It's very impressive.
0: Thank you, thank you. They are doing an amazing job. So we always begin with prayer. We know all good things begin with prayer. So would you start us with a prayer for this next hour?
1: Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for the great gift of our faith and all that you grant us each day, the many, many blessings to our families and to our community, to our church. We pray in a special way for Quest and all the people participating in this rally call to evangelize and catechize and teach the faith, teach the gospel to so many here, not just in Atlanta, but all over Georgia. We entrust this prayer to our loving Mother in Heaven, Mary. We ask for her intercession and blessing over all those who participate in this this, uh, endeavor. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy own Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. Okay, we are we are in, like I said, we're in day two of our pledge drive. We are talking with Father Martin Connor. He's with Regnum Christi. He's the local director for that. So a few housekeeping rules, Father, before we get started. You get to ring that cowbell. Woo-hoo! If... If if, if, only goals, if if we meet some goals. If we meet some goals. So our pledge amount, our matching pledge, we have four people that have given us matching pledges to use over the three days. And basically what they're saying is they want to give you this money, they want to give it to the quest, but they want other people to join in that effort.
1: Absolutely. And
0: and so our our next match, this this hour, holy cow, you're the you're one of the biggest ones here. We're going to sixteen hundred dollars let's do this let's Let's make it it it. happen in this next hour people we can do it so sixteen hundred dollars is what we need during this hour if we can get sixteen hundred dollars called in it turns into thirty two hundred dollars for catholic radio so we are going to try and do that and it can be a monthly pledge if you call in as a monthly pledge then we give you these beautiful immaculate heart and sacred heart Mm, prints, and we would absolutely love to give one to you with a monthly donation of any amount and if you call in with a hundred dollars a month for three years, you're what they call a founder of Catholic Radio, so you get your name on a plaque that will be here. At the studio Forever you can say You're a founder Of Catholic Radio And you can even Put it in your obituary Someday And uh, you get to Ring the bell You absolutely Get to ring the bell well, Let's do that Not quite too, that was too, a, little you, too soon. Yeah, a little bit too soon A little bit too soon That's alright It was a practice run That's right It was practice run, right. was practice run Fair though. So, fair. <laughs> so we ring the bell When we get a founder We ring the bell If we get a goal If we get both You ring it twice So okay. if we get a founder You do get to ring it twice Because you ring it For the founder and I think I have a good goal.
1: sense That this hour Is going to be fruitful I don't know what it's something's just telling me. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I am with you. So we've prayed. We've started. So now let's go ahead and start. You know, whenever I do these pledge drives, when people call in and make a pledge, they ask, what effect has Catholic radio had on you or your family? Many times a young man will call in and say, I'm more seriously considering the priesthood because of what I heard from uh, the vocation right, stories. Right. So I always like to start with the vocation story. We want to definitely talk about Legionaries of Christ, Regnum Christi, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but let's start with the vocation story.
1: Great. So uh, my vocation is um, linked more to, um, let's just say, um, the family, the spiritual family of Regnum Christi than it is actually to the priesthood. Uh, why? Because early on in my childhood, um, let's say when I was 12 or 13, I, I, I had an experience. Let's just put it that way. And uh it, basically what I sensed in myself was that I was going to be part of a great um family, a great spiritual family. I was going to do something great for God. It wasn't a call to the priesthood, like, hey, you're going to be a priest, you're going to live in Atlanta, you're going to work here, you're going to be in a parish, <clears throat> whatever. It wasn't that at all. It was more... Um, much more towards kind of like a, a spiritual family um, calling. So when I did run into the Legionaries and Reagan Christie, it was uh, it was pretty much a confirmation of what I had in me for for many many years. And that wasn't until I was out of college, so you know probably ten years or so uh, when I finally met them um, and heard about their mission and uh, realized wow these people are committed. They're enthusiastic. They want to do something great for God. Um, and what do I need to do right to get involved so that 's definitely a short answer of my vocation, uh, but it was definitely that was the beginnings of it that that, in, that first inspiration when I was just a young man at twelve or thirteen years old, and then that grew through high school and college. Uh, of course, I had all the normal realities of a young man with girlfriends and all that um, but I was always a little bit restless about it. Mm. Um, I remember when I was at, uh, I went to school at Boston College and studied philosophy there. And I had a friend of mine uh, who was with me. I was uh, born and raised in Annapolis, Maryland. And she was one of three that came out from Maryland to, to Boston with me. And she came up to me at a party. This is probably my junior year. And I was talking to uh, a number of young women. And she came up in front of all of them and said, Don't worry about him, he's going to be a priest. Ah. Of course I wanted to strangle her in the moment, but okay. I you know, I controlled myself and so those are kind of the um they were the rumblings <laughs> of, of something that maybe I didn't want to listen to, um, exteriorly, but interiorly I knew that um, you know, I I needed to be honest with God and, and so when I left Boston College, uh that was the that was the year of, of great discernment when I um decided to give him the first shot.
0: Yes. Yes. And then the rest is history, so to speak.
1: Yeah, pretty much um Entered in um, 1990 and um, was visiting, and I didn't have to stay very long before I uh, realized this is exactly what I wanted. It was a group of young, zealous Catholic men who wanted just to be holy priests and change the world. Mm -hmm. And, And that's pretty much our mission is to engage in culture and change it for the good of the gospel. So when I saw it and rubbed shoulders with these young men, I was like, Amazing, and I really didn't. I never really looked back, and I only knew him a very short period of time um, before I decided to to stay. So it was uh, pretty quick in as regards to the discernment piece. You know that last leg.
0: Okay, okay. So so here's the deal, Father. About statistically, about fifty percent of our listeners are not Catholic. Okay. Twenty five percent are fallen away Catholic. Twenty five percent of us are the blue collar Catholics. Okay. So when we say Regnum Christi. They may have no No clue. clue. No No, clue. You
1: and many, many other people. So (laughs) let me explain that. So Regnum Christi is Latin for Kingdom of Christ, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we are one of many ecclesial movements, so we call them renewal movements in the Catholic Church, kind of a phenomena uh, that has been probably about a hundred years going on in the church. Nothing new in the Catholic Church because you have other moments in the church of the history of the church where you have renewal movements. For example, the fifth and sixth century with the fall of Rome and the Benedictine movement, the monastic movement, uh, where you had Saint Benedict um, beginning uh, the found these small group communities. You could say that salvaged culture and spirituality and education all through Europe and was uh were bastions of community and and renewal uh throughout um yeah Europe and beyond, so that was one moment in the history of the church of renewal. Then you scroll forward and look at twelfth and thirteenth century and you had the monastic or the sorry the um the mendicant movement. Mendicare, mendicant. Mm-hmm. That means uh, beggar to to beg, right? And that was the the, uh, the kind of the spirit of poverty of the Franciscans and the Dominicans, that were mendicant movements, renewal movements in the Catholic Church in the, the uh, 12th, 13th, 14th century around there, where uh, an answer to a lot of human depravity, right, in in the church and outside the church. Scroll forward to the 16th century and you have unfortunately the uh the reformation that rocked rocked the catholic church and and then you have the movement of the of the company of jesus the society of jesus the the jesuits um and then you you have the 20th century The secular agenda, the secular movement, which has uh, unfortunately had such terrible damage to marriage and family and to the Christian fiber of culture in so many ways, uh, not just here in the United States, but all over. Um, And the renewal movements, the ecclesial movements are an answer of the Holy Spirit to these times. And the Regnum Christi is one of those movements. We were founded in 1941. And most of the movements are, are have been founded somewhere between the 1920s, 1930s, and keep being founded up to, to this day.
0: Excellent. yeah, Excellent. All right. So that gives us a little bit of history of Regnum Christi and a little bit about how you got involved. What is it exactly that, that drew you into? It was just all of a sudden you've Saw Regnum Christi and you went? Or how did you get involved? Well, so a a
1: little clarification. The Regnum Christi is made up of four branches.
0: Okay.
1: So the Legionaries of Christ are the priestly branch. We're actually a canonical religious order. We're a little bit of a new creature in the Catholic Church. Um, There isn't even established canon law numbers that taking the cons- you know, some of the things that are going on in the church, the, new, the, the newer, the newer family, spiritual families are really new. Mm-hmm. And so canon law is um, trying to adapt itself, and will have to adapt itself to how the Holy Spirit's working. So we're a canonical religious order, like the Franciscans or the Dominicans, but we find ourselves part of a bigger spiritual family called Regnum Christi, which has consecrated men and women um, as a second and third branch. Mm-hmm. And then we have lay people, Mm-hmm. Um, families, um, young people um, that make up this umbrella called Regnum Christi. So the legionaries are the priestly branch. <clears throat> and I met them, what I described as uh, my first encounter was with um, a number of legionaries um, and their expression or their explanation of the mission that, we, that we're called to in the church. And I got fired up. I was really excited about... Um, guys who wanted to be holy and mm-hmm. guys who wanted to do something great for for christ and build a church in the world and and change the world you know when you're young you have uh you you think big you want to do something great and so uh, obviously in my 20s when i ran into all these young men who were thinking like this i was like wow this is i didn't see this mm-hmm. you know i didn't see this in the diocese i didn't see this in the other communities that i visited this was just really special. So that really drew me in, probably the enthusiasm, the passion, the, uh, the balance. They were balanced, young man. They played sports, and they, they, le- they had a great time, and, but they were rock solid in so many ways. Great Marian devotion, very Eucharistic-centered, prayerful. Um, so I, I, when I, when, the more I got to know them, the more I was interested in, um, in taking that step.
0: Excellent. Okay, so again, for our listeners, if you want to call in, we would love to have your pledges right now, 678-688-4549. Likewise if you would like to just call in and say Father Martin we hear you or do you go Father Martin or Father Connor which one Father Martin Father Martin we hear you we love you we appreciate you if you can make a pledge at the same time wonderful but if you want to just call and give him a message i really like that so so give us a call make a pledge just give a message to Father Martin do both either way just give us a call 678688 Four five four nine six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine. Father Martin is with. He is the local director of Regnum Christi. We've just heard from him that that entails four branches. It's the the three branches, the priests, the consecrated men and women, and the lay people. Yes?
1: Four. Well, we count the consecrated men and women as two branches. Two. Okay.
0: So we do have four. So I was right, yep, right. but I exactly. said it wrong. So, okay. So, so we, and he is the director of all of that. So what does the director of all of that do? Right.
1: So we have 20. So what we break up the United States or the North America territory into is what we call localities. So I'm the Reagan Christie local director or the director of the locality in the southeast region. And there's 27 localities that we look after in North America. And my locality goes from Nashville, Tennessee, all the way down to Miami, Florida, up to Greensboro, North Carolina. That's the locality that I look after uh, and that I coordinate. So I coordinate lay leaders in about 12 cities that are Catholics just like most of our listeners, right? And who are engaged in the mission of the church. They want to evangelize, they want renewal, they want, they want to see people find their mission in life. Um, so that's one of the big pieces, is that we, we want to invite people to discover their mission in life, and uh, which is ultimately the fulfillment of their Christian baptismal vocation, right? That new life in Christ, um, I have come to bring you life and life to the full. That's what we want. Integrated, life-giving human beings. That's what makes the world happy. And that's what we're, we're committed to.
0: Excellent. One of our, our volunteers, I guess, over there is writing me a question to ask you. So they're doing my job for me, and I love that. Okay. I love it when people okay. do my job for me. And they are saying, is it true that your younger brother is your boss?
1: I hate to say it, I hate to say it, no, this is a little very sensitive subject. The answer is yes. So my my younger brother, who joined a year after me in 1991, and both of us were ordained together in Rome in 2001, um, he is now the North American director. I'm just a... A little locality, a little poor man on the, <laughs>
0: uh, on the, I uh, don't know in, if that's so here, poor man down. on the totem pole. I don't know. So. Yes,
1: he is, and he's based here in Atlanta. Our national headquarters is here in Atlanta. So he, uh, he's, uh, his community is here in Atlanta as, as well as mine. We're in different communities. He is here, doesn't spend a lot of time here because he travels so much. But it is true. My,
0: Younger brother brother. is my
1: boss. God has a sense of humor.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. All right. And a shout out from Pat Tremont.
1: Pat Tremonti. Tremonti. Good man that he is. Yes. Patrick. Say hi to Father. Thank you, Pat.
0: Thank you, Pat, for for calling in and and doing that. If anybody else has a message for Father, if you can make a pledge, great. If you can't, great. Just give us a call. 678-688-4549. We want to support... Father, he is here supporting Catholic Radio. We want to make sure that we support him. So give us a call uh, and and call in in his honor. If you can make a pledge, great. If you can't, that's okay. All right, so we are talking about Regnum Christi. He is the local director for Regnum Christi, um, which translates Kingdom of Christ Correct. For, for those mm-hmm. listening. Um, so what are some of the ways that uh, Regnum Christi supports and builds up the church here in Atlanta?
1: Yes, yeah, so... Um we do that in many many ways um primarily what we we do first is we invite people it it goes back to mark chapter 3 where christ um calls his apostles to himself he drew them into a small group like the 12 apostles he loved them he educated them he taught them and then he prepared to send them out for a mission so our Reagan Christie does very much that. That's kind of like our charismatic link to the gospel. Like, you know, you have the Franciscans who are very much identified with the poverty of our our Lord or the teaching Christ, the Dominicans, right? With with, um, the Legionaries and Reagan Christie, we're very much about this encounter with Christ, um, this calling that he gives to each of us, um, the intimacy of uh, of a family, of a small group. We have uh, our formations right based in, in small groups for men and women. And then the preparation, the education, the catechesis, the formation of lay people so that they can find their mission in life and fulfill their mission in life. And we send them out in, in whatever they, th- they think God's calling them to. It could be marriage work. It could be youth work. It could be um, catechesis. The, the, the gamut is across the board on, on the different possibilities that lay people um, can be engaged in the life of the church. So what we try to do is create the nurturing of that response to Christ and give them, let's say, tool them for that mission. So if I'm working in my parish, or I'm working in the diocese, or I'm working even in my you know, bank or whatever, and I'm working with people who believe or don't believe, we want to make sure that they're they're the best possible Christian disciple they can be in that circumstance. Mm-hmm. And we do that through our formation. And so our formation entails, as I already mentioned, a small group called an encounter with Christ, where lay people meet weekly, usually on the gospel of the coming Sunday. Um, and they... They, they take also the, um, let's just say, life experiences, <clears throat> and they, they, try to, they try to adopt uh, the gospel principles to those life experiences. This is a very particular dynamic to the encounter with Christ, which just basically helps them live the gospel in their daily life. There's also a week, uh, monthly, and yearly formation through evenings for men and women um, that involve mass and confession and uh, reflections that help them go deeper in their spiritual life teaching them how to pray, teaching them to understand what the, the sacramental life's all about, how to be the best men um, as fathers, as spouses, best mothers, um, and then also uh, married the, the married work that we do, and of of course, uh, families. We, we want to touch the family at every single level. So we work with men, we work with women, we work with married couples, we work with the entire family, and each of them plays a very crucial part in the renewal of the culture, right? When you, the family is the domestic church. So if you can look after that beautiful core that is so central to the, the foundation of a healthy society, you're gonna have a great future ahead of you. So we're really dedicated to that process of bringing people uh, into that encounter with Christ taking that encounter and unpacking it making it real for them through different aspects of our formation that we give them and that so that they can go then and confidently share that in their own family reality in their extended community parish reality and then beyond in their own work and social circles.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So we're getting another message here and I'll give that in just a minute. I need to give out the phone number because um we would love to get some phone calls coming in we 're trying to get to sixteen hundred dollars and if we can do that, then our match will come in and it 's another sixteen hundred dollars turns into thirty two hundred dollars for catholic radio and Because Catholic Radio uses your money so effectively, we can reach a potential three point one million listeners with this signal that 's how far reaching plus we can go online with the quest uh, online app and we can we can further reach listeners. I think there's about 1,400 people that have been listening regularly on the app. So there's a real potential for reaching a whole lot of people through Catholic Radio for a very little amount of money. So so really when you call in and you make a pledge, you can be assured that it's not, it's all volunteer actually here with, even Annie who was here with me yesterday, 14 hours yesterday, all volunteer. She is completely volunteer here at the station. Because they want the money that you give to Catholic radio to go for the intended purpose which is to save souls and and that's what Catholic radio is doing we hear over and over again the amount of people who have come back to the faith you know the 35 years you know gone back to confession have uh, entered the church every day this might interest you as, as a priest every day The statistics, not here at the Quest, but across Catholic Radio, the statistics show that every day one Protestant minister, not just Protestant, but Protestant minister, calls uh, the Journey Home or or, um, Catholic Answers every day to find uh, out about coming into the catholic church. Amazing. That's the kind of evangelization that we have and and that's why we sit here and we give the number over and over again and we ask people to call in because we see the lives that are being changed and yep. and yep. you know most of all what we're doing is we we're, we're dispelling a lot of the <laughs> misunderstanding out there about the catholic church cuz yep. you probably encounter so many people yep. do not know the faith. Even catholics do not know the faith. We had a priest that came in, I think it was yesterday, and he said you know, I've got this advanced degree in theology and all of that. I still listen to Catholic radio and learn something, you yep, know? And, yep. and so I think we all can learn if we just open up and let, let the Holy Spirit work through the airwaves. Yep, yep. The airwaves are only possible, though, if we call in and we make a pledge because they don't stay on for free, you know? We can have Absolutely. some volunteers that, that give their time for free, but uh, it doesn't stay on for free. So we have our first pledge of this hour, and that is Pat. And he donated a hundred dollars in honor of Father Martin. Wow! And well
1: done, Pat. You're exactly. a good man. Exactly.
0: He's already a Do monthly contributor. Do I get to ring the bell? No, not God yet. God bless okay. on. Fifteen hundred more dollars, okay. and we ring the bell. All right. Okay. All right. Or somebody that calls in as a founder, you ring it twice because we ring for founder and we ring for meeting the pledge. Okay. So he's Pat said he's already a monthly contributor, but he called in an extra hundred for you.
1: Pat I want to just thank you from from the deepest part of my heart it was good seeing you on Sunday thank you for uh, chipping <laughs> in here brother
0: yeah that's awesome okay so we are talking with father Mar- Martin Connor he's a, a priest with the legionaries of Christ and he's also the local director of regnum Christi here in Atlanta and beyond you've got your whole local region that, yep. that you cover yes and uh, so we're we're finding out a lot about that What have uh, some of your assignments been besides right here? You know, you haven't been just in Atlanta. How long have you been a priest?
1: So I entered the legionaries in 1990, took my first vows in 1992. Okay. And was ordained to the priesthood in 2001. Okay. And spent my first... Uh, almost eight years in Dublin, Ireland. Wow. That's right. With a bit of the brogue there. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: and was in charge of all of our work in Ireland and the United Kingdom. So I was basically the coordinator, the local coordinator over there for Ireland and England from two, basically 2000 before my ordination until almost 2008. Yeah. And then in 2008, I came back to the States and worked for three years in the Midwest as the chaplain to our father-son clubs called conquest mm-hmm. which um uh, conquest are clubs that try to help um connect the important leadership of fathers with their boys and introduce them into a friendship with Christ um which is what ECYD does which is the youth side of Regnum Christi uh, which is experiences choices and your decisions that's what ECYD means and it tries to introduce that encounter with Christ, like I said. We're very big on that, um, introducing uh, that important moment to the life of a young person um, in Conquest. And then we have a girl's side called Challenge. But I was in charge of the father-son side in the northern part of Ohio and parts of Michigan and parts of Indiana for a couple years before I arrived in Atlanta in 2010. I've been here since 2010.
0: Okay. Alright. So you may know my friend who is uh, Brother Ramon Rodriguez.
1: Brother Ramon Rodriguez. It is not ringing a bell. No. Um but I'm sure he's well, there. I come from
0: Kansas City, so you, oh, you may City. not have okay. been in your he you may not have been in your region, but I thought we well, said Indiana because I know they went and did a lot of um like things summer out there. camps yeah, and different right, things right, right. in Indiana. So Okay. Yeah, so Good excellent. Stuff. Okay. So next question. Um you said how long had you been in Atlanta? How long have you been here now?
1: Since 2010, though I didn't, I wasn't always local director. I I started out working with our college students. Okay. So because, as um, as some of you may or may not know, the legionaries have um, work in two specific schools in the Archdiocese. One is Pinecrest Academy, which was founded in the early 90s by Regan Christie members themselves. Um, so we are cha- chaplains to that school, which is up and coming Georgia, and we're also chaplains. To Holy Spirit Prep, which is down uh in the perimeter buckhead area, buckhead area um, and because we 've been in those schools for so long and we do what we do, which is accompany um, our our members or or the people that are um, want to grow in their faith, then after high school, what happens, right? You go off to college. So a lot of our work continues um, beyond high school to for these young men and women who want to stay in touch with us. And so when I arrived to Atlanta back in 2010, that was the first thing I did, was accompany the graduates or those who had been part of our, some of our youth programs, whether they are in our schools or not, who were here locally in Atlanta, Georgia Tech, Georgia, UGA, GCSU, I went up to Belmont in, in the Carolinas as well. We went over to Nashville. So it was as, it was definitely a, a, a that type of work. For the first couple of years I was here in Atlanta is spiritual direction for these young people, retreats. Again, just helping them figure out their next steps in life. And um, yeah, so that's what I did for my first couple of years. And then as a second of apostolate, that the, some, uh, some of our work here, I was chaplain to the Lumen Institute. What is the Lumen Institute? Lumen Institute is one of the um, Reagan Christi Apostolates in the United States. It was actually founded by my brother, Father John Connor, in New York City um, back uh, close to 2000. Um, and it was to give um, a spe- highly personalized formation to um, entrepreneurs. Or to um, leaders in the marketplace, and so we have a chapter here in, in Atlanta. I think there 's fourteen members um, and they have monthly um, ga- the, what would they call a leadership circle. They get uh, regular spiritual coaching from the chaplain. they do an annual retreat, and we we basically coach them in the the, the right type of leadership that our world is so desperately in need of. Um, in the business place right so we have seven chapters of lumen in the united states obviously atlanta is just one of the many Um, we also are beginning a hispanic chapter here in atlanta very soon um but so so important for the for the future of this country when you have you have to right when you have the right leadership as we know from everything we've been dealing with of current nature mm-hmm. right yes. so uh, that was the Lumen Institute I'm still chaplain there and then I was also involved uh, maybe four years ago for a couple years with chaplain the Reagan Christie men uh, what does that mean that means the formal members of the movement who um, you know take uh, take the step uh, of formal membership into the movement um, they receive regular formation so I was in charge of helping organize that here locally in Atlanta and beyond in the locality um so that the lay people get what they need and can be what they they are called to be in their own catholic communities right i did that for a while and then i'm now i uh, continue to be chaplain um for the lumen institute as well as the local director for the southeast region
0: excellent okay well our next uh next uh update here uh leads me to my next question and i'll tell you the 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 full full message here in a little bit but but she's saying that that she read your book, so I didn't realize you wrote a book. What book did you write?
1: I did. I wrote a book. Um, I wrote a book, uh, maybe about four years ago now, called Ten Reflections on the Kingdom." You can get it. On, you can get it on Amazon in English and Spanish, and it is basically a summary of the spirituality and mission of the Legionaries and Regan Christie. It's it's a very sh- simple essays, kind of put in very simple language for. You know, your listeners out there who may not have all the church language figured out or may not even be Catholic or understand how the church works and, and how movements, you know, what, what does a movement mean and all that kind of stuff that that we know not everybody understands. So it, it talks about the key principles that kind of move um, the Legionaries and Reagan Christie to do what they do for the church. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So Betty Ann called to give you a shout out and to thank you you, uh, for all that you do and she says after reading your book that the Ten Reflections of the Kingdom, she couldn't part with it and she had to buy another copy for her daughter. So So she's saying thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you you for saying that. All right. And so far, we are at $100 called in. And so we need $1,500 more. And then we turn it into $3,200 for Catholic Radio. And we have about 25 minutes to do that in. So come on. Let's let's do this, people. Come on.
1: Open up those wallets. Let it flow. Come on now.
0: We want to ring the bell. Come on. That's right. I want to ring this yellow cowbell in front of me. (laughs) 678-688-4549. You can call. You can donate on online at thequestatlanta.com, thequestatlanta.com. Give us a call or donate online either way. But please, let's get these phone lines going. And I love the messages for Father. I absolutely love that. So thank you to everyone who's who's calling in and giving a message to Father as well. Um, So, you know, I'm thinking, we talked a little bit about your vocation story, but we didn't talk about, I don't think, how many were in your family? But I happen to know that that I think I read eight eight children. Yep. Twenty five percent are priests.
1: Yep. So uh, the last two, number seven and number eight, are priests. I have five older sisters. I know you're all, uh, you know, you know, <laughs> being you know praying for me because of that reality. <laughs> older sisters are good women. They they know how to form those young boys, right? <laughs> five older yeah. sisters and then three boys at the end. Um. Yeah. So it was uh quite a. Quite an interesting household, the counter household. Yeah, growing up, but you know when you have that many in a house, it's kind of like two two families because you have the older portion of the family, and then they go on, and then have, you have the younger portion. So it's almost like two realities, um, and and that's. But it's it's it was a, a tremendously beautiful experience, and my uh, one, one thing and I'll just uh, one story I think I'd like to mention because it's um, kind of indicative. And it's good for, for young families to hear this so who are trying to raise their kids in these times. My mom and dad uh, were interviewed on EWTN.
0: How awesome. Yeah. Because they have two priests. Because
1: six months before we were ordained, somebody found out uh, that we were going to be ordained together in Rome. And so and it contacted them and said, Hey, why don't you do an interview with us? And, and you can tell us a secret about two priests, right? Yeah. So I'll never forget my mother called me up Um, and saying, so tell me what what I'm supposed to say. What did I do to, she didn't even have the answer. And she was all nervous about what am I going to say. And I said, no, no, don't worry about it, mother. You'll be fine. So, but my brother and I at the time began to reflect on this question. Like what was it in our upbringing, what was it in the counter household that really was was important for us then to consider the call? And we came up with three things. Okay, I'm ready. First, honesty. My parents instilled in us um a, a, an open and transparent and honest dialogue across the board. Mm-hmm. At least they tried to. Mm-hmm. However imperfect that was, honesty was very important. Uh didn't put up with any duplicity or any uh, any lying or, you know, that kind of stuff that goes on so often, you know, with young people it's it's very common. So honesty was was um uh, the first, the second was hard work, mm-hmm. big family everybody 's got to pitch in, so my father and my mother were just uh, just amazing examples of people who um, knew what a good day 's work was mm-hmm. and were not afraid to to embrace it right, mm-hmm. and the third was responsibility mm-hmm. that we had to be responsible for our commitments. You know, uh, there was none of this, uh, let let me start soccer and see how it goes. And if I don't like it, I quit. Uh-uh, brother, you're finishing it out, right? Or I remember I always tell the story of when I was um 12 and I had a, a dental appointment. And I was supposed to walk from my school to the dental appointment. The dentist was nearby and uh, completely forgot. My mother told me, don't forget the dental appointment. So I come home and she's like, what, what are you doing here? I'm like, what do you mean what I'm doing here? And she, and she goes, you have a dentist appointment oh, I completely forgot, well, we'll just make another one. And she goes, no, no, pick up the phone, you call the dentist, you apologize, and you make the appointment. Mm-hmm. This is 12 years old, I was shaking in my boots. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forgot it, yeah. and it never happened again. Yeah. And let me just tell you, my spirit of responsibility was spiked on that day. Yeah. So, just simple things, it wasn't like, you know, we were praying the rosary every day, or going to mass every day, even those were our beautiful practices. It wasn't that it was kind of the more the human formation, mm-hmm. kind of the nuts and bolts of good, healthy family life that were kind of the the nurturing, the good soil um, that the the Lord sowed in later years later um, for the vocation of myself and my younger brother.
0: Awesome, really, really good. And uh, there's probably some some I would I would venture to say, and I'll give out the number again after I ask this question. I would venture to say though, there's probably some people out there that are saying, you know. I, I taught my kids honesty. I taught my kids hard work. I taught my kids responsibility. They're not in the church anymore. What would you say? What? What? You know.
1: So I would say a couple things. One is, um, I think, I think it's really important that uh, we believe in the seed that we've given our children. Mm. So if you can say with all honesty, before the Lord, that you you really dotted your i's and crossed your t's in raising your kids then you should really be at peace because you know that seed is in them Mm -hmm. and i promise you it may not be appearing right now at 18 or 22 or 25 but that seed is in them and if it's exposed to the right light and the right uh, fertilizer that seed is going to re-sprout so first of all a lot of confidence a lot of faith in what you've given your children Mm-hmm. Right, and even if you haven't done that, even if it was fifty percent, even if it was twenty five percent, your good and committed example now, particularly the men. Uh, no, 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 uh, no hard feelings, ladies, but the men, and you know it already. The men, the fathers of those families, are absolutely crucial in the impact of faith in the life of their children. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't even have to listen to me; just go to the stats on sociology. If you have a strong, prayerful, spiritual man, it's, it's, it's astounding the impact that makes on children. Mm-hmm. So even if you weren't that when they were growing up, and now you found your faith, and now you're in your 40s or 50s or whatever, the impact that that can have on your children, yes, it's going to be different, but you men, you fathers, you can... And you, you know, you can produce that impact by your fidelity right now, your faithfulness now to our Lord and to His church. So I encourage you to stay the course, to have a lot of faith, to trust Him in His plan, because His plan is much better than our plan. We just have to keep reminding ourselves of that, and all will be well.
0: Excellent. I love it. I love it. That that seems to be, I think, the the most common thing that I hear from parents is, you know, I think I did okay. I, you know, I did what i thought i was supposed to do and they're away from the church and so that i think that helps quite a bit maybe some of our listeners that were were okay. following that all right so 678 688 4549 678 688 4549 that is the number to call You can call that number if you want to to make a pledge. We would love to have that right now. We have $100 called in. We're trying to get to $1,600 to turn it into $3,200 because of of the generosity of that matching pledge. If we get 1600, when we get 1600, then it becomes $3200 for Catholic Radio. So, we could really use your help right now. Whatever amount that you can give. If you can give the full $1500 that remains, that's awesome. If you can only give a part of it, that's awesome. Whatever you can give. So, $1200 that would be two people at $50 a month. Um and then what do we need 300. dollars So one person at th- $30 a month and we're over the top. Give us a call right now at 678-688-4549 especially if we could get those what did I say $130 a month donor and two uh $50 a month donors. So 250s and 130 will put us over the top and we will get this matching pledge and turn it into $3200 for Catholic Radio, but we really, really, really just need your help. If you will call in at whatever level that you can give at. Also, if you want to give Father a message, you do not have to make a pledge in order to do that. Give us a call and, and give him a message and say, Father, we really appreciate hearing you on the air and all that you do. So whatever it is, just give us a call we only have until 4.57 with Father, so we need to do it quick. If you want to give in his honor, you need to do that quickly. Um, we are talking with Father Martin Connor. He is a Regnum Christi local director, and we've been talking about a whole lot of, of really wonderful things. How can we as lay people, what should we be doing to support vocations to the priesthood, to the religious life, what what can we be doing to do that not necessarily in our own families maybe it's somebody but it could be in our families and we talked about that with your mom that's right but but you know if we see somebody that that we think you know wow they really seem like they would make a great priest what should we be doing
1: so a couple things to keep in mind and i don't think what i'm going to say is going to be so earth-shattering new but um If you remember Archbishop Donahue, one of the most important things he did when he arrived, and I was not here when he arrived, but I heard this, was set up Eucharistic Adoration chapels Mm. all over. And I think that has been an amazing catalyst for vocations, for holy families, for all kinds of uh, tremendous spiritual fruitfulness in in the Archdiocese here. So one of the things that I try to encourage a lot of people to do is to offer um, Eucharistic Adoration four vocations to gather circles of lay people or families and do a 30 minutes or do a holy 15 minutes or do a full hour. Um, you can, you know, you can turn it into a, a, a you know, a, a social, a family social by beginning with some adoration and then going, you know, going on beyond that to, to have something to eat or whatever. But to introduce Eucharistic Adoration As often and as frequently to family life is so crucial to the future of vocations, uh, to the church. And I know many are doing that and many, many diocese, many parishes here in Atlanta have that going on. But I think we need to capitalize even more on, on those, um, on those incredible sources of grace that so many parishes have, I think the parishes need to take better advantage of that. And I think the, maybe some of our listeners, if, if they have a love for that particular type of devotion, could really do more to possibly organize um, activities around it, right? So that's the first thing, obviously, is, the, is, is simply the, the power of prayer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Secondly is, um, I think uh, what's really important is also the question, right? The invitation right uh Christ always proposes he never imposes and i think that's for every priest that's every for every consecrated person that's for every lay person we can always propose by proposing it doesn't mean you're imposing right you're not forcing anybody into the seminary or putting a collar on by saying hey you know what you 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 might consider being a priest, or you know you 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 might consider following Christ with your life as a, as a consecrated woman or as a as a sister or whatever, right? I think that simple invitation is obviously the most uh, basic introduction to the idea. I'll never forget when I was growing up, my mother only one time do I remember her ever mentioning the idea of the priesthood. It was my brother and I, and we were on this trip up to see my grandmother, her mother, and I remember her looking back in the rear mirror, and we had just said a prayer for the road, and she turned and looked back to us and said, boys, I don't want you to ever not consider the possibility that God might be calling you. Hmm. She said it one time, she never said it again, and that was enough, Hmm. right? I'm not saying that you can only say it once, or you can only say it twice, but... In my case, she did ask. In that case, she did propose. And that for me was absolutely huge years later. Uh, I remember that moment very well. It's sowed a very important memory in me. And uh, I just think it goes back to the, the, um, the fact that if we are just cognizant that that's where it begins, it just doesn't begin with the priest, right? Inviting young men, it invites it invites all. It, it, the mission of the church is all of ours, right? And we have we have a responsibility to um, to be with the eyes and the so to speak the ears of the church out there for young men or women who could be um, those future priests and consecrated men and women
0: of the church. So excellent 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 okay so an update here um pat i think i told you pat donated a hundred dollars in honor of father martin and he's already a monthly donor betty ann called in to shout for father martin um oh we talked about that the 10 reflections book hello to father martin from heidi and ken they just gave a donation of a hundred dollars and they are already station founders so they give an additional hundred dollars heidi That's awesome, so we are now at $225 called in. So that means that we are $1,375 away from getting this matching pledge, just a thousand three hundred and seventy-five dollars, it becomes thirty-two hundred dollars for Catholic Radio. But if you want to give it on on Father Martin's clock, you got to hurry. You got to hurry because we only time have time is him. ticking away. It is tick tick. tick I want to read tick, this. I want to <laughs> ring
1: this uh, yellow cowbell.
0: <laughs> we want him to ring this yellow cowbell. We absolutely do. I have a different, fancier bell that I normally travel with, and I left it at home. I like so this one stuff. of our this volunteers. Is, is fancy. Like it this. is. You know, we don't have anything fancy here. It's all borrowed and and. And so we are we are very grateful for, for the volunteer that brought in the the bell for us. It's got the smiley face on on one side. And what does it say on the other? It
1: says do it now. Do it on now. the other side. Yep.
0: So we want to ring it. We absolutely want to. And uh, we're getting another message here from Betty Ann. So we'll see what Betty Ann has to say there. But we'll give out the number again. And it is six seven eight-six <coughs> eight eight. 4549, and Betty Ann gave a $25 one-time donation. I'm assuming it's the same one uh, as earlier. It says that she's from St. Bridget's, so okay. I don't know okay. if it's the same one as earlier or not, but she gave a $25 donation, so that is... Earlier, the, it didn't list a donation, so we now have... $250 towards our matching pledge so that means that we just need $1350 that's it so come on let's do it we can absolutely do this we have about um, seven minutes so give us a call or I guess 10 minutes we have about 10 minutes until we go to a break and then we'll be welcoming our next guest and our next guest is Father Henry a and he is the pastor at st. George Catholic Church He is part of the leadership team for Catholics Come Home and he's the Vice President of African Conference of Catholic Clergy. So we'll be talking with him at uh, 5 o'clock and then at 6 o'clock we're going to have several teens that are going to come in and talk about God and music and how uh, they evangelize through their music. So give us a call. Right now is the time in order to help us to ring the bell in Father Martin's honor. We are talking with Father Ma- Martin Connor, and he is the local director of Regnum Christi. We're finding out all about that. So give us some uh, an idea of how we can also we talked about how we can support seminarians and encourage seminarians what can we do for for you as a priest and for your brother priests what can we do to really show you your support you
1: I, i want to just say first of all i think i speak for a lot of priests in the archdiocese with everything we've been experiencing over the last months how many feel very affirmed and validated by their flock um and and thanks be to god Right, because uh, they're, we're taking a lot of hits. It's not it's not easy to be on the front lines and there's a lot of indignation and, and people are upset. So, um, but many, many priests feel so validated by the love and affection of their flock. So I just wanna first of all thank all of our listeners who have done that and have been very intentional about that. You don't realize the power of that. So that's where I begin. You need to continue to do that, right? And one of the things that everybody recognizes about the priesthood today is that priests need you, right? Um, and if they don't, then something's wrong, right? We're, we're we're relational beings, and just because we're called to the celibate life doesn't mean uh, a man um, a man is an island, right? No, we're we we need community, we need friendship and we need fraternity and all all of that good stuff. So I would I would really encourage one and all to remember that to con- continue to stay close to your your priests to um to pray for them obviously, to offer, you know, um, spiritual bouquets or whatever the many many things that people have tried to do over the last um we have these beautiful little postcards that we send out that has a Eucharist on the front and it says I said I did a holy hour for you mm-hmm. uh, this week. Just beautiful little little touch points that you can, you know, things like that. You can send little notes that really are very consoling and validating for a priest. So I, I think that would, be, that would be one thing. I'm not sure if the priests need more food, right? <laughs> uh, you guys already treat us well too much uh, as it is. Um, but I think that closeness to them, the, the prayers for them, and then obviously that encouragement that they need to um, stay faithful to, to their beautiful vocation
0: excellent excellent and i see that we have a couple more pledges is coming in but i don't see the amounts yet so i can't give you that update let me look on this other page and see if there's anything over here but it's a mary and an ann and bob so i don't know if that rings a bell for you or not
1: mary ann and bob you sure it's not joseph and mary because i know those two
0: you know those two no i don't think so not this time So let's see if I can get over here. No, nothing. I don't think there's anything over here. I would like if
1: I might might, uh, talk one or two minutes very, very briefly on marriage. Marriage is something that has been very um, near and dear to my heart over the last years. I've been working very closely with... um, Daniel West at the Archdiocesan level and Amy Daniels now who's moved on uh, to the Raleigh Diocese, I believe, but it was very, very close to her in trying to figure out how we might support the Archdiocese in, in supporting and renewing marriage, which is absolutely critical. Um, so we have, I've worked with Daniel on a number of occasions. We, we within Red and Christie have a, a kind of a layered approach to supporting marriage from pre-marriage to post-marriage to renewal marriage to, um, lots of different, uh, ways, small groups from married couples. But I just, I, I wanted just to say that because, um, we need to think and more and give more time and attention, um, not just to vocations of the priesthood, but to the vocation to marriage. And I say that because if we don't have holy marriages, we're not going to have holy families and therefore we're not going to have vocations. It's simple as that. If I look at the vocations that have come to the legionaries, uh, at least from here in Atlanta that I know of, and there are, there are a number of young men who are in the seminary now, these young men come from faith-filled marriages and families. And if we can leverage marriage and family and get that marriage to shine like God's calling it to, you know, marriage is in, in these times it's not easy. It's a, vo- every vocation has its struggles, right? But if you, if there's some dedication to that reality, um, I think there's going to be great fruitfulness, not just for the, the family itself, but, uh, as you've already asked about the vocation to the priesthood and beyond
0: excellent really really good message and and you know it really does start with marriage it really you know that that's the way we get future priests that's the way we get future religious and that's the way that the family is formed is it hopefully hopefully in the family yeah it starts there anyway And you can
1: find out about that work on rc atlanta has all our marriage work all our retreat work all our anything at all with spiritual direction anything like that rcatlanta.org you can find out info there
0: all right. So we only have a couple more minutes. I'll give out the number again. I don't have an update. I apologize. I'm waiting. Um, but I am not getting the update on the totals for, for there. But I know that there are two more pledges. I'd love to ring the bell. I would love for one of those to be the person that, that gives us the, the 1350 that we need in order to, to ring the bell. So we're waiting for those updates. The number to call, 478 688 Four five four nine six seven eight over mm. six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine. Give us a call, please. We have about two more minutes, is all we have, and uh, we are talking with Father Mar- Martin Connor. So please call in and help us to reach that sixteen hundred dollar goal to turn it into thirty two hundred dollars <coughs> for Catholic Radio. We just need about. Thirteen fifty more, so that's all we need. Come on, somebody can do that. I know somebody can give a hundred dollars a month for twelve months or two people at fifty dollars a month, and then we would just need fifty more dollars a one time fifty dollar pledge. Come on, mm-hmm. give us a call six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine all right, so we want to make sure that we get your blessing mm-hmm. to us Perfect. here in the studio and out through the airwaves. Final, final thing that you'd like to share? i
1: just like to say that I pray, I have been praying every day since I found out about Quest, about the amazing work that they're doing. And <clears throat> I am a great advocate of Catholic uh, Radio because Reagan Christie members have been involved with Catholic Radio for many years, especially up in South Carolina. Multiple, multiple channels, the, the, the miracles you were talking about and the stories are amazing through Catholic Radio. So I cannot emphasize enough the good work that you're doing, that you mm. keep on keeping on, and that we have a, a great rally of prayer. And I know the money's going to come. I know mm. if the good Lord wants this, and I know it, it, it's so part of his will and plan to to evangelize the world through radio, that um, it, you'll get what you need.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And this one, I do have this, that, that Mary and Jim from Lyburn. Cool. What is it, Lilburn? Lilburn, shout out to Father Martin for his great work in Atlanta, and they gave Thanks, a one-time Mary. Thanks, pledge. Jim. So that was. Uh, it still doesn't get us. We're still about uh, thirteen hundred dollars short. So, uh, but we are grateful. You know, we are absolutely. And you're right. If the Lord wants this, He's going to provide. You know, people just need to listen. Yeah. Listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit's calling you, call in and make a pledge. Uh, you know, there's so many charities that you can give to. Yep. There's so many really good yep. ones. So yep. so yep. I know, I'm going over here. I'm sorry. I, she gets mad at Final me. Final prayer. I, 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 Father, yeah, Son, exactly. Holy
1: Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we've had in this hour just to talk about your great work, your great work in so many people, so many marriages and families here in Atlanta, to the Legionaries, to Regan Christie, through Quest, and the future of Quest, we pray that you're, your blessing may be upon all those here in the station and all those who who support this great initiative, and that um, the financial support may come from many many generous' hearts that are are part of this project and and want to want to benefit from its from its great work. so we entrust this prayer to you with great confidence, and we just remember and place this prayer in the hands um, of our lord and and finish with the the prayer that he taught us our father who lord, art in heaven hallowed be, be thy, thy name thy, thy kingdom come, come thy will be done on earth, earth as is it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread, bread and forgive us, us our trespasses, trespasses, trespasses as, as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil amen in the father and the son and of the
0: holy spirit amen thank you thank you thank you Six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine. come on give us a call